Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode and the Erev Shabbos Hagadol edition of Are Your Hands Full and Coronavirus. The purpose of this podcast is to give chizuk to those of you who are making your own Pesach, many of you for the very first time, without having been given a lot of notice, while your children have been underfoot since almost immediately after Purim. Without enumerating many of the difficulties, inconveniences, and of course the tragedies, I would like rather to focus on galvanizing those of you who are making their own siddharim and are following the rules about the importance of the mitzvah of Vehigadatilabincha, so that you get the link and the connection between this yantiv, parenting, and transmission of Masaira. I'm often asked to speak at Shabbosim in hotels that are taken over by kosher caterers in order to provide vacationers with an opportunity to spend a relaxed Shabbos in a kosher venue. Every time I attend such a weekend, I marvel at the fact that thousands of individuals who have no connection with each other and herald from different ancestry and walks of Yiddishkeit can exist within a building for 48 hours without being given an agenda, without being given a program, without some kind of central organization or special instructions. They all seem familiar with the schedule of Shabbos, the menu, the davening, the songs, the language, the dress code. And they can recognize names of those they have never met. To what do we owe this unique phenomenon? Messiah. Transmission. Transmission from generation to generation for more than 3,300 years. And who, I ask you, made sure that Tyra was not forgotten from generation to generation? We did. The women. And who is responsible that Messiah continues to be transmitted to future generations? We are. The women. Fascinatingly, have you ever thought about the fact that women are capable of transmitting the love for Tyra and its values, even though they don't actually learn a huge percentage of it? Isn't that amazing? That's what makes us so special. And this is what makes transmission an entity of its own. It's not learning dependent. Yantif is entirely and only about transmission. It is the closest we can get to the Aliyah Laregel to spend Yantif with all of Klal Yisrael. It is a time when we create memories and family history in order to effectively create this history this year so that this year doesn't get lost in the shuffle of the pandemic. We must tear down our preconceived notion of what the external trappings of the Yantif are supposed to look like and focus on what the ultimate purpose of the Yantif is, always was, and will always be. We are all women. We all want the same thing. We all know the value of transmission and Messiah. Klal Yisrael's children would be lost to Yiddishkeit, chas v'shalom, without it. May we be zeichet to focus on the power of transmission during the regalim and yamim tovim, and specifically this Pesach. And may this focus cause all other difficulties to pale by comparison to the ultimate purpose of it all. So now you might be thinking, what tools do I have for this transmission? What exactly should I be doing with my children to give over the beauty of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim while I'm 
struggling to maintain sanity all around me. I can't go to my parents. I can't go to my in-laws. The grandparents can't benefit from their enikluch. They can't give over to the enikluch. How am I supposed to be doing this? What about if I am actually going to sit at the Seder table this year without children? And what about if I'm going to sit by a Seder table completely alone this year? Where do I fall into this transmission chain? So for all of us, no matter what our circumstance, I would like to read a magnificent letter written by Rav Aaron Lapiansky in his book, Time Pieces, that was written 25 years ago. This letter applies to every Yid, regardless of location or situation. Listen carefully. It's titled, Our Legacy Passed Along, A Passover Letter to My Child. My dear child, it is now a quiet moment late at night. After an exhausting day of Passover cleaning, you have sunk into the sweetest of sleeps, and I am sitting here with a pile of Haggadahs preparing for Seder night. Somehow, the words never come out the way I want them to, and the Seder evening is always unpredictable. But so many thoughts and feelings are welling up in my mind, and I want to share them with you. These are the words I mean to say at the Seder. When you will see me at the Seder dressed in a kittel, the same plain white garment worn on Yom Kippur, your first question will be, why are you dressed like this? Because it is Yom Kippur, a day of reckoning. You see, each one of us has a double role. First and foremost, we are human beings, creatures in the image of Hashem. And on Yom Kippur, we are examined, if indeed we are worthy of that title. But we are also components of Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, links in a chain that started over 3,000 years ago and will make it to the finish line at the end of times. It is a relay race where a torch is passed on through all the ages, and it is our charge to take it from the one before and pass it on to the one after. Tonight, we are being judged as to how well we have received our tradition and how well we are passing it on. It is now 3,300 years since we received our freedom in Egypt. If we imagine the average age of having a child to be about 25 years of age, there are four generations in each century. That means there is a total of 132 people stretching from our forefathers in Egypt to us today. 132 people had to pass on this heritage flawlessly with a devotion and single-mindedness that could not falter. Who were these 132 fathers of mine? One was in the Nazi death camps. One was whipped unconscious by Kazakhs. One had children stolen by the Tsar. And one was the laughingstock of his enlightened brethren. One lived in a basement in Warsaw with many days passing with no food crossing his lips. The other ran an enormous estate in France. One was burned at the stake for refusing to believe in the divinity of a flesh-and-blood mortal, and one was frozen to death in Siberia 
for continuing to believe in the divinity of the eternal Rabbani Shalalem. One had been hounded by a mob for living in Europe rather than Palestine, and one was blown up by Palestinians for not living in Europe. One was a genius who could not enter medical school because he was not a Christian, and one was fed to the lions by the Romans. 132 fathers, each with his own story, each with his own test of faith, and each with one overriding and burning desire that this legacy be passed unscathed to me, and each with one request of me that I pass this on to you, my sweet child. What is this treasure that they have given their lives for? What is in this precious packet that 132 generations have given up everything for? It is a great secret that man is capable of being a lot more than an intelligent primate, that the truth of an almighty does not depend on public approval, and no matter how many people jeer at you, truth never changes, that the quality of life is not measured by goods, but by the good, that one can be powerfully hungry, and yet one can forego eating if it is not kosher, that a penny that is not mine is not mine, no matter the temptation or rationalization, that family bonding is a lot more than birthday parties. It is a commitment of loyalty that does not buckle in a moment of craving or lust, and so much more. This is our precious secret, and it is our charge to live it and to become a shining display of this is what it means to live with Hashem. 132 people have sat Seder night after Seder night, year after year, and with every fiber of their heart and soul have made sure that this treasure would become mine and yours. Doubters have risen who are busy sifting the sands of the Sinai Desert, trying to find some dried-out bones as residues of my great-great-grandfather. They are looking in the wrong place. The residue is in the soul of every one of these 132 grandfathers whose entirety of life was wrapped up in the preservation of this memory and treasure. It is unthinkable that a message born with such fervor and intensity against such challenges and odds is the result of a vague legend or the fantasy of an idle mind. I am the 133rd person in this holy chain. At times I doubt if I am passing it on well enough. I try hard, but it is difficult not to quiver when you are on the shoulders of 132 people begging you not to disappoint them by toppling everyone with you swaying in the wind. My dear child, may Hashem grant us many long and happy years together, but one day in the distant future I'll be dressed in a kittel again as they prepare me for my burial. Try to remember that this is the treasure that I have passed on to you, and then it will be your turn. You will be the 134th with the sacred duty to pass on our legacy to number 135. I can't really add very much to this letter. It just about says it all. Everything that is important about Pesach 
is ensconced in this letter. There is nothing else to say. I invite you to listen to this podcast more than once, just so that this letter and its message gets pumped into your bloodstream. And if you are successful in doing that, you will automatically react correctly when faced with triggers, either big or small. Wishing you all and all of Klal Yisrael a Chag Kasher V'Sameach, a Pesach after which you will be able to say, I grew from this experience. And may Klal Yisrael be Zoyche to greet the coming of Mashiach Tzinkenu Bimheira Biamenu. Amen. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Handsful, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 718-714-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the Earth will continue rotating on its axis.